Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. This is 2022 Best of and Unheard Bits. So far, part two. In this episode, you will hear some of our best moments, plus some bits that didn't quite make the initial airing. Joining me tonight are Jeff Heisen, Abby Mello, Michelle Wojcikowski, Devine Kerr, Gina Brown, Haywood Turnipseed, Walter Gottlieb, Anna Phillips, Allison Chadwick, Charlotte Parker, and Summer Austin. Elon Musk is now on the board of directors of Twitter with this tendency to allow racism to spread throughout the companies he runs. We can expect a return of Donald Trump, Roger Stone, and Marjorie Taylor Greene to the platform any day now. Republicans reacted to the claim that they didn't want nine black justices on the Supreme Court by saying that they wanted nine black justices in the mold of Clarence Thomas. It says a lot about Republicans. (laughs) 
that their ideal black jurist is a sexual predator married to a woman who tried to overturn a legitimate election. Mm. Maury Povich announced that his show was going to be ending. Now, arguments oh. over paternity can be relegated right where they belong. Facebook comment threads. <laughs> the Baltimore Orioles are getting ready for their regular season by posting a photo of its stadium on social media with the caption, the yard is waiting for you. Given their entire payroll is less than that of Max Scherzer's salary, the yard is going to keep waiting throughout the regular season of 2025. <laughs> Louis C.K. won a Grammy for Best Comedy Album at this year's Grammy Awards. Thankfully, his latest award may be something he will proudly display for other comics instead of his cock. <laughs> Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson was confirmed as the newest member of the United States Supreme Court. Now that the contentious hearing is over, maybe she'll be able to keep her head down and avoid excess public scrutiny. Take Brett Kavanaugh, for example. He's keeping such a low profile that the only time he gets laid is when he sticks his cock in a beer bottle. <laughs> An article in the San Francisco Chronicle said that California's senior Senator Dianne Feinstein was not mentally capable of performing her duties as senator. The senator herself responded to the article on a phone call with the Chronicle saying that she was perfectly capable of executing her duties. At least she thought she was on the phone. She was actually talking into her stapler. <laughs> oh. Math textbooks are being rejected by some school districts in Florida because critics say they hint at critical race theory. Rejecting math makes sense as these are the same people who think Donald Trump won, even though he got fewer popular <laughs> and electoral votes than Joe Biden. <laughs> Kentucky has become the first state to ban abortions outright. We have to say at the time of recording that an emergency injunction is being considered. Nevertheless, this ban is distressing to people like me who believe in women's access to health care, no government interference in one's health care decisions, and not having babies screaming on airplanes. <laughs> Personally, I'd be in favor of Roe versus Wade being overturned if airlines would follow Amtrak's example and have a quiet car on the plane. <laughs> According to government estimates, more people are now returning to Ukraine than leaving it. With the continued onslaught by Russia, Ukraine now has its own identity. For example, France is the place you want to go when you want to visit art museums. Germany is the place you want to go when you want to drive fast on the Autobahn. And Ukraine is now the place you want to go when you want to visit the European country equivalent of a fetish BDSM club. God. Oh. Russia has sanctioned Maryland Congressman Andy Harris. To give credit to Andy Harris, he did speak out against Russia because his parents fled the area years ago. And it is nice to see him get recognized for being against a dictatorship and a totalitarian regime that didn't originate in this country. <laughs> like a lot of refugees, I too grew up in a war zone. Yeah. Some of my neighbors still think the Confederacy can win the Civil War. <laughs> a video of passengers on an airplane mid-flight singing Christian church hymns has gone viral. Where is someone jumping up and yelling Allahu Akbar when you really need it? <laughs> Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan tweeted that he was against the idea of canceling student loan debt. So now he's in favor of fucking college students in two ways. Oh. 
Both the hearing judge and Georgia's Secretary of State say Marjorie Taylor Greene can appear on the ballot and run for re-election to her seat in Congress. It's unclear at this point as to whether she'll run to represent her constituents or her lizard overlords. We received the first shipments of infant baby formula from Europe. This is, of course, thanks to Biden's efforts, despite being blocked by Republicans. Republicans are very schizophrenic when it comes to kids. There's their stance on abortion and then their stance on trying to help out with the baby formula. Oh, every little life is precious, but screw the little fucker if he's hungry. (laughs) I have a theory that Republicans voted against solving the formula shortage because they never stopped breastfeeding (laughs) off of Donald Trump. (laughs) There are a handful of cases of monkeypox in the United States. Infectious disease experts are saying that the transmission rate of monkeypox is less than one person. Bad news for amputees, for Brad Williams, and Peter Dinklage. (laughs) Despite the hardships caused by rising prices, even the most heartfelt effort to ease the costs on one's customers can draw major ire. As is shown in this news report about one store charging less for a gallon of gas. At the Woodman's gas pumps in Waukesha, lines of cars pull in to fuel up. How come you pump your gas here at Woodman's? <laughs> Woodman's has the best prices. <laughs> I just realized a while ago that this was cheaper prices and I just don't really look at other places. I just come here. I saw that it was significantly cheaper than, of course, across the, uh, across the street. It's about 20 cents almost. Uh, more expensive. Those gas stations nearby now suing Woodman's because of their cheap gas. According to over 200 pages in court documents 12 News obtained Friday, the companies operating the Shell on Main Street and the BP on Lincoln Avenue argue Woodman's violated the state's Unfair Sales Act, which prohibits selling goods below cost. And are demanding about $80,000 each based on the number of days they say Woodman's illegally outpriced them. But newly filed court documents show Woodman's argues they can sell below cost in order to keep up with Costco, which they say is their main competitor, six and a half miles away in Pewaukee. In a statement to 12 News, Woodman's is in full compliance with Waukesha store gas pricing and believes this lawsuit is without merit. As such, we have asked the court to dismiss this action. I mean, it's almost as if oil companies have put just even small businesses into the position where they have to behave like dicks if their competitors are giving their customers a break. Tom, were those real towns or is that some made up report? Oh, Waukesha is real. What about Pewaukee? Yep, that that does exist. I've I've been I'm a road comic. I have driven through uh, I have driven through Pewaukee. The Pewaukee Chuckle Hut? (laughs) <laughs> the, the the the, the p walkie uh the p walkie comedy bunker and uh cheese emporium <laughs> you fly into milwaukee you get hit with people just selling uh selling those giant cheese hats yeah yeah i used to live there mm-hmm. that's, very true. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny they have excellent cheese curds though this is what I hear. Fried cheese curds, oh, so good. <laughs> unless it, unless you're lactose intolerant, then yeah. Well, I, if you are then, lactose intolerant, you just do it. You just eat them once because they're they're amazing. <laughs> that, and then you have a different reason to war over gas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
With Dr. Mehmet Oz running for the Republican nomination for the United States Senate in Pennsylvania, it was discovered that he may lack the residency requirements in the Keystone State. It has led to a debate about whether he is even qualified to run for the seat, much less get elected. I recently did a show in rural Pennsylvania. The venue where I was performing was right down the street from a place that advertised authentic Baltimore pit beef. <laughs> Naturally, I did my best to give it the authentic Baltimore experience. I stood outside the pit beef stand snorting heroin, <laughs> and then I pissed myself <laughs> simultaneously. If anything, I'm an overachiever. Why did I tell this story? Well, it's an example of my awareness of my surroundings, and that shows that I am more qualified to run for the Senate in Pennsylvania than Dr. Mehmet Oz. <laughs> to show exactly what an odd fucker this guy is, here's a clip of him at the unveiling of his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. All right, are we ready? Ladies and gentlemen, we proudly welcome to the Hollywood Walk of Fame, Dr. Mehmet Oz. I'm going to kiss it. May I kiss it now? You can kiss it. You may kiss your bride. I may kiss my star. At least come out up here, honey. Here goes. Here goes. Look up, All right. One more time. Look it up. One more time, Master Rose. One more time. One more kiss, Master. I mean, anybody who says the streets of Los Angeles are dirty and grimy, I mean, listen, if, if Dr. Oz can kiss a sidewalk. So years ago, during my first trip to Los Angeles, I'm driving uh, out of the parking lot where the hotel is, and I'm staying in West Hollywood. So it's I think a few blocks down or in close proximity to where the star was unveiled. And there was this homeless guy just jerking it like right in front of the hotel, like on like around like where some of the stars were. So I like to imagine that he did it on that spot. And that's the spot that Dr. Yeah. Mehmet Oz was kissing. Yuck. Well, he's not even the Republican nominee. And there may be people who are even less less unqualified, less qualified, <laughs> less qualified than him for the Republican nomination for the Senate, and they'll probably get it. I'm having some cognitive dissonance about his name, Dr. Oz. Like, shouldn't he be running for the Senate in um, Kansas? <laughs> it just Pennsylvania. Oh! It's just it's, throwing me. It's just throwing you know what, me off. Though, in that same vein, Walter, his uh, tagline, his slogan should be. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Or the man, pay no attention to the man kissing the ground. Yeah. For a yeah. photo op. Pay no attention to him. That was a super dignified pose, by the way. <laughs> and notice he holds it for the cameras to get it. You know, you need a lot like, of Photoshop. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Unlike you, Devine, who are always, you're always camera ready. I always appreciate that. <laughs> Okay. okay. And on that note, we'll go ahead. <laughs> and Moving move on. on. <laughs> While it can be argued that the striking down of Roe versus Wade will lead to women's rights being taken back to the dark ages is mere hyperbole, past legal writings and scholastic studies show it might be true, as explained in this clip. If you are using deeply rooted in this nation's history as the basis for what you think is right and just, then you are lost. You are morally lost. 
Samuel Alito reaches back to legal writings in 17th century England to show that the right to abortion services is not deeply rooted in our history. He cites Sir Edward Cook writing in 1644 that abortion is a crime. In 1644 in England, they were still having witch trials ending in the execution of the convicted witches. And Sir Edward Cook helped English law define witches when he rewrote English law in 1604 to make it even more cruel in witchcraft trials. He wrote, a witch is a person who hath conference with the devil to consult with him or to do some act. So Samuel Alito is quoting approvingly the 1644 judgment on abortion of an English aristocrat who said a witch is a person who has conference with the devil. Samuel Alito is reaching back four centuries to use Sir Edward Cook as a moral authority on abortion, a man who believed in witches and believed they were working with the devil and believed that witches should be murdered by the state and he helped make sure that they were murdered by the state in England. Samuel Alito needs to talk to the clerk working for him who found that reference to Sir Edward Cook and get that erased from his draft opinion. I, for one, can't wait to hear that conversation. I hope there is a recording of it. Yeah. Like, as you know, I hope it gets you know, That'd be awesome. Because you know how, like, like, when you were in school and you always finished up that assignment at the last minute, it's like, I got to find a pen. I got to find a pen. Okay, this guy sounds good, but you don't like do any of the work beforehand. And instead of just being embarrassed in the front of uh, your class on presentation day or, you know, when you get your grade, you know, you're, uh, mistake is basically just pointed out on national cable primetime television. <laughs> right. But then we weren't being paid. So I just appreciate the entire argument, which is like, look, everybody, misogyny has been around for centuries. It's like <laughs> we have been trying to control women's bodies forever. What should make now any different? I also love, I, I, if that's the most recent argument they can find that supports what they're doing, like maybe readjust, you know? Also, I love that this kind of quoting is like, okay, it's fine to kill adult women who may or may not be able to do magic. Um, just not uh, fetuses that aren't fully formed into babies yet. What worries me is that... There's, you know, women couldn't even get their own credit cards in the United States until 1974 when a law had to be passed. And they definitely couldn't get one in the 1600s. Yeah, well, they didn't have them back then. But (laughs) I just, I think that we take a lot of things for granted and that this could really unravel a lot of rights for for everybody. I just... I don't get who they think this is benefiting. Like, I would love to see them try to defend this. Like, like who are they saving here by doing this? Like, who do they think they're helping? That's what I want to know. I mean, not to point out the obvious, but unborn babies. Yeah, yeah I mean. Well, no, but right. But then it's like, okay. So then, 
That's why we have on Abby. She's the college professor here. She helps explain these complex issues. So then I assume they're also going to like expand opportunities for daycare. Yeah, they don't. Once the baby is born, it's like, forget about it. The fetus is what matters. The baby, someone else could take care of. Except the fetus doesn't matter or they would have prenatal care. They won't oh, even yeah, let you yeah. call it a fetus. They don't even want you to call it a fetus. It's already a baby at one week old, you know, like because the school system has failed them. So know? then it should, uh, then it should, you know, uh, qualify for all of the services that are for women and infant children, yeah. right? If it's right, already yeah. a baby. Yeah, true. You get food stamps. Get it that government cheese. The battle over what kind of content is allowed on various social media platforms is continuous and contentious. And the decision on such a distinction is up to the individual platforms, an example of which is determined in this clip. I feel like, um, Ben, one of the things that we've seen when other people have s- not taken over big media companies, but started their own niche media companies on this issue of free speech and not doing content moderation and it being a wide open Wild West, and that's the point of it, is that pretty quickly we get lots of ISIS beheading videos and you know, child pornography and, you know, eating disorder dysmorphia photos and other things that um, in some cases are are illegal. Um, and in other cases, make the site, make the use of the site impossible um, for normal humans with normal gag reflexes. Um, it, is that, A, is that fair? And B, how does a, how does a, how does Mr. Musk contend with that? How, how would a Mr. Musk contend uh, with that kind of um, previous experience and other people who have taken on the same, the same task? Yeah, they, look, that's incredibly fair uh, from both sides of this, from both, both sides of this, uh, of the spectrum here, from the extremist forum side and from the civilian internet side. So on the civilian internet side, you have stuff like TikTok and Twitter and Facebook. And here's a content moderation challenge from TikTok from a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, a girl on TikTok was trying to make slime, you know, the stuff that like 12 year olds make, play with. She was trying to make slime and she made napalm by mistake. Now, uh, is that free speech? Should you leave that up? TikTok took that down. They found it and they were like, this is very dangerous, really bad. Should take this down. We shouldn't be teaching kids how to make napalm. That's an issue. Um, is I, I would bet Elon Musk's Twitter is going to take that down. But I don't know. I'm not really sure here what falls into that space, especially now that he's taking the company private. The I don't know part, I think is really, is, is, is making a lot of people nervous because, um, you know, I, I could just imagine like Elon Musk is, is watching a video like that where like this girl makes, a, she inadvertently makes a highly combustible material. Like meanwhile, his fiance's just bought some lingerie. He's enticed, she's enticing him to come to bed and just like, well, uh, I've just watched this girl make explosive device on Twitter. You know, it, uh, rather than spending time with my girlfriend, if that makes me a dick, and so be it. Tom, that seems to really upset you about the fiance. You <laughs> 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 seem really hung up on that part. Like, I mean, she was attractive, right? <laughs> You're like, how I, could you la- ignore her? <laughs> my head was turned. I thought Paul McCartney was here. <laughs> Plus, I, I don't imagine. Know, how do we know that this girl made napalm? Like, did it explode in her face? Like, I'm. I, what? How do we know that that's what happened? Or are we just speculating? Tick, TikTok I, I bought, need more everything, though. TikTok, bought, I cannot even say moron. And it said it flagged me. It said it violated their term because I said moron. 
and it said it was hate speech. I was calling myself a moron and he couldn't even, and I'm like, I know stop Asian hate, but come on, you know, like, but Twitter's disgusting. There's so much porn on that. I didn't know they allowed that. Do they allow that? I thought, I thought they were saying that they, that it could get like that again. It's still there. I still see it and I'm still scarred and I still shower like four days after I see it. (laughs) I think the the, the, uh, various ingredients that she used, uh, my understanding was that like, that's how you, that's how you make napalm. Just really didn't know that was something I could make with what I have in my kitchen. Man, can you imagine that type of stuff is going to be on that on Twitter? I mean, it's already a lot of stuff on there now, but I don't know. I think it's just going to be, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like it's, the world is getting worse and worse. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to bring that up. Well, that's exactly what we're here to cover. If the world wasn't getting worse, this podcast wouldn't exist. <laughs> that's true. That is uh, the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> The debate over why Will Smith didn't leave the venue following his assault on Chris Rock was settled when it was discovered that Chris Rock said Smith shouldn't leave. Oscars producer Will Packer explains why in this Good Morning America interview. I made that clear, like, Rock, you tell me whatever you want to do, brother. And he was telling me, I'm fine. Let's just get past this. I'm getting out of here. I can't believe it's happening. The LAPD came and needed to talk to Chris. And so they came into my office and they were laying out very clearly what Chris's rights were. And they were saying, this is battery. We will go get him. We are prepared. We're prepared to get him right now. You can press charges. We can arrest him. As they were talking, Chris was, um, he was being very dismissive of those options. He was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. He was like, no, no, no. And even to the point where I said, I said, Rock, let him, let him finish. And they said, you know, would you like us to take any action? And he said, no, he said, no. And I didn't have any conversation with Will. They were about to physically remove Will Smith. And I had not been a part of those conversations. And so I immediately went to the academy leadership that was on site and I said Chris Rock doesn't want that I said Rock has made it clear that he does not want to make a bad situation worse that was Chris's energy his tone was not retaliatory his tone was not aggressive and angry and so I was advocating what Rock wanted in that time which was not to physically remove Will Smith at that time, because as it has now been explained to me, that was the only option at that point. It has been explained to me that there was a conversation that I was not a part of to ask him to voluntarily leave. I mean, Chris Rock really comes out looking like the better person in this this whole debacle. I mean, from making a joke that you know, in, in some people's eyes could have been questionable, could have been deemed offensive to, you know, number one, just moving right along after he'd been pretty much assaulted on stage to we, we've now learned, you know, saying that the person who assaulted him shouldn't be shouldn't be removed. He does. He comes across well. 
And the fact that he didn't immediately start talking about it in his show that two nights later mm-hmm. was classy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, history is only going to tell us what how this all plays out. He does look good right now. Just hearing that, you go, oh, okay, okay, okay. But and then and then there's also, I should say, but there's also the other side where you go, you got to go back to Brooklyn, you know. You got to go back to Brooklyn. What's Brooklyn going to say? What, 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 you know, what do you, I know what, I don't know. I don't know. Cause that makes me feel different. I ain't gonna lie. That makes me feel different. Part of it is like, Hey, why didn't you do something? Say something. But also maybe that's toxic. I don't know. That's the, that's what I'm saying. It makes people ask questions. Cause I'm asking questions to both sides. Like, what would I have done in that moment? I'm not in that moment, so I can't even say. I know a lot of people have been drawing unnecessary parallels to domestic violence, but I in this listening to this clip was the first time that my mind actually went there. Like, mm. I wonder how many women who had to mm. talk to the police after their significant other hit them in the face were doing the same thing. And like, did those police care as much as they cared when they saw it on national television? Mm. I just wonder. Mm. Again, this gets us into that. This gets us into that place. Physical, physical altercations. I mean, that's a, are we beyond that? Are we past that? Will Smith himself has said that is not the way. You know, that is not the way. Malcolm X himself. People talk about Malcolm X. They talk about Martin Luther King. And Malcolm X was like, you know, he was not an advocate of violence. He was an advocate of self-defense. And in his later years, when he became El Haj Malik El Shabazz. It was like, that's not it either. You know, it really is about who you are and how you want to move forward. Wise person said, you know, from a distance, don't don't argue with a fool, right? Because from a distance, you can't tell who from who. In conclusion, the relationship (laughs) between the Republican Party and Donald Trump began like any other. A few harmless flirtations, winks, smiles, invitations to coffee and dinner. Of course, the intensity of the relationship grows as the Republican Party and Donald Trump start heavily engaging one another over social media, even going so far as to request nudes for the promise of dick pics in return. (laughs) Much like most women's reaction to dick pics, the Republican Party is not that impressed with Trump, but decides to make a go of this partnership. During the heaviest parts of any relationship, there will be moments when the sight of seeing such a happy couple together will cause concern among the associates of those in the relationship. Trump's antics in the Access Hollywood video are the equivalent of one of the partners embarrassing everyone with a karaoke-style dirty version of the song You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman by Aretha Franklin. The only problem is Trump causing mayhem in the White House is the equivalent of the dirty version of Aretha being sung at the girlfriend's grandmother's wake. (laughs) Ultimately, there may come a time when the Republican Party and Donald Trump are finally ready to call it quits. Sure, there may be a few conjugal visits during the Trump family's inevitable prison sentences, but soon it will wear thin, as there is no novelty anymore in any political party being associated with convicted felons. (laughs) (laughs) Like any breakup, there may be something the Republican Party wants to keep in order to remind itself of the few good times they had with Trump. They may hang on to a sliver of the fanatical nature of the Trump supporter, much like when I ended my last relationship, I kept a pair of her underwear. (laughs) just keep this between us as she doesn't know I have them
This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Heisen, Abby Mello, Michelle Wojcikowski, Devin Kerr, Gina Brown, Haywood Turnipseed, Walter Gottlieb, Anna Phillips, Allison Chadwick, Charlotte Parker, and Summer Austin. Theme music by Euron Vandenberg. Executive producers Tom Myers, Matt Connerton for IPM Nation, and Eddie Carson for Odyssey Radio. Thank you for listening, and please visit TomMyers.us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Ugly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Ace. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, funny productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.